My lesson today is the fact that Jesus Christ is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Now, I'm going to build up a little bit, then I'm actually going to get into the lesson part of it, because my lesson's just a story. It's just actually a story, and I've got to sort of build a setting of it before we get into that part of it. It's a little bit different of how my lesson is. But the thing is, when you think about the fact that Jesus is coming again, that's a fact. I mean, it is a fact on this matter right here. It's not an if, it is a fact he is coming back. The question is more than a fact, where will you be in your life? Where will you be in your life? What will you be doing at that moment in your life? You know, just where does it come out to in your life that when this happens, when you, when you hear the sound, you hear the sound, uh, the shout of the archangel, the trump of God sounding, resonating through the universe, and the angels filling the sky with the Lord Jesus right behind him. Where will you be? That's the question. Now, we read just a moment ago together in uh, Matthew 24, chapter, first three verses. Most of my lessons are going to be coming out parts of the 24th chapter and 25th chapter, if you happen to be there already. But I just want to explain that before I get into my lesson. The 24th and the 25th chapter of Matthew, the first three verses, what happened there is why Jesus says everything else he says there. They were into the temple and they departed out of that temple. And the disciples were just pointing out all how to structure the temple. And if you think the temple's just one building, it's not. It would have been other structures around it and courtyards and things like that around it. And they were pointing it out to the fact it's just a, the greatness of the structure of it. Jesus said unto them, No, you not about this. You look after these things and things like that, about these earthly things, they're not going to be a stone left of this. It's all going to be cast down. There will not be one on top of another. They waited a little bit later when I got to the Mount of Olives and asked Jesus three questions. Three questions. Tell us, when will these things be? When will these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world or the age? When's it come to an end? Now Jesus teaches the 24th chapter and the 25th chapter answering those three questions. Now, 20, part of the 24th chapter just simply starts out to the fact Jesus starts talking about, you know, it's about destruction of Jerusalem. He's talking simply about destruction of Jerusalem. As it's going through it. 25th chapter, it's about Jesus Christ is coming again, that great day when he comes in the clouds, and about judgment thereafter. Now, there's some transition verses at in the middle, or well, a little bit further on into it, but towards the end of the 24th chapter, where it transitions from his thoughts of what he's saying there. It sort of applies a little bit both ways, whether you're talking about the destruction of Jerusalem or if you don't talk about his second coming. It sort of gets a little of both in this right there. <clears throat> I just want to say that so when I talk about things here in a moment, he just falls in place better. Now, the rest of my lesson is just a story. I'm going to tell a story, and you take it where you're at in this life. Stories about George and Marge. 
story is simply about George and Marge and their lives. George is not a Christian. George is not a Christian. Marge is a faithful Christian unto God. It's just an ordinary day. I mean, it's just, it's just an ordinary day. It's just an ordinary day like yesterday, <coughs> like Friday and Thursday. And it's just an ordinary day. It's just going to be an ordinary day. The day that Jesus comes again. George, when he thought about it, you know, you think you would have some type of premonition of the fact that Jesus is coming again. You think something would just ding, 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 go off to the fact Jesus is coming again. You better get ready for this today. There's something big going to happen today. But George knows what the preacher says. He'd heard it preached many of a time, though he never obeyed it. Matthew 24, chapter and verse 36. But of that day and an hour, knoweth no man, no, not the angels of the heaven, but my Father only. George got up that morning, just regular routine. He's a little bit tired. It's hard to get used to getting up real early, and I know how he would feel about that. It is hard. I've done it all my life. Had to get up early. He's trying to make some extra money. They have a new child. <coughs> they have a baby, Julie, in her life. He needed extra money, so he had been, went back to his old roots of just doing a paper route again. He lived in a big subdivision and he would go get the newspapers. He'd start on one end and time he worked his way through street after street after street. It got to the other end. You know, the last place was at home there. <coughs> he decided that morning when he got up so early. He's not going to wake up Marge this morning. She needs to rest. She's been chasing after that little youngin all day. She's tired. He's just going to let her rest. He just looked at her while she's sleeping, his wife, and he, it just makes you smile because she's like a peaceful and content because George thought in his mind, she's a Christian. She is a Christian. Marge, his wife, wanted George to become a Christian. Marge wanted George to become a Christian so bad in his life. They had a talk about it that week. You know, what, George, you know, don't you want us to all be together? All three of us be together when we go to heaven? That we can be together in this sense? But you're not going to be if you're not a Christian. They had this discussion over and over in this. It seemed like, in which it was, last Sunday, the preacher had just preached about the second coming of Jesus. And... He just, as he thought about it, you know, he smiled and think about it right there. You know, he's like, he's pointing that finger at me about this. He was preaching to me. Well, sort of one of this, when the shoe fits, you wear it. When the shoe fits, you wear that right there. George actually enjoyed the sermon. It, preacher told us stories where people tried to predict the dates throughout time that Jesus is coming on this date and People would go out and have white robes on. They'd get on top of your houses, actually. They'd go on top of the mountaintops and wait for Jesus so they could meet him in the air and all of this. But he never came. Because, again, no man knows. No man knows. Jesus is coming again. He'd, think, he'd even thought in his mind, you know, there should be some signs 
But you know, the Bible says that fact as he thought about it, Jesus can come almost any time. Any time. So he's sitting there eating breakfast, eating his bacon and eggs, and he's thinking to himself right there in this. I think the preacher's getting a little bit too dramatic about this. I think the preacher's too dramatic that when he says he's going to come, he could come at any minute. It could be now. It could be after the sermon. It could be tomorrow. He could come. Preacher's a little bit too dramatic about this. He's not come yet. Not come yet. And I do want to obey Jesus, but I just, it's not right now. It's just not right now, my Bombay. It's just not right now. Put his dishes up. He thinking to himself, you know, well, I'm still a good person no matter what. And being a good person ought to be enough with God in this. Someday I am going to step out. I will walk down this aisle and I will become a Christian that day, but it's not today. It will not be today. He went and looked at his daughter, Julia. She's sleeping in the other bedroom, and she's just like a little angel, like all little babies are, just like little angels right there. He went and kissed his wife goodbye, and he was looking at her, and he was just thinking back. You know, he thought about her wedding day, and he thought about the other time she walked down that aisle. It was when she became a Christian. and He's just smiling, and she's like, what are you smiling at looking at me? That's what he had in his mind, the day she become a Christian. So he left and started delivering papers. He's busy. Next hour or so, he didn't have time to think about nothing. It's time to get work. So he's out there delivering papers, starting at the end streets. And he's working his way back and forth through the streets, getting out, throwing the papers out. And he actually liked it. He actually liked it. It was a beautiful day. Like, somewhat like today, it's a little bit cloudy out there over my own. George liked his job. You could actually see everything bright and fresh in the morning. You could see the sun coming up early in the morning right there. And I love it myself. I see the sun rise every morning, and it is beautiful. Time before the world just sort of makes everything ugly again at times. And he got to think about a lot of things. As he started going up to the houses and things like that, you can smell the bacon cooking. People was in there eating breakfast. And as he would drive off, he could look in the mirror and see people run out the door and grab their newspaper and run back in the house. But he just kept thinking about that preacher's sermon last Sunday. Smelling the food that was cooking and it was just like an ordinary day. Verse 38, Matthew 24 chapter, they were eating and drinking. And... As he passed the church building there in the community. They'd been a wedding the night before, and there's rice everywhere all over the streets, and they were marrying and giving in marriage, verse 38 also. And as he went around and seen each house and delivering the papers, you know, it's just, just routine. It's just another routine day. And as he kept thinking about the second coming of Jesus, it's sort of like, I call it like the cold chill comes over you in this right here. Why am I thinking so much about it? Jesus hadn't come in 2,000 years. What do you think he's coming today for? Why would he choose come right now? Why do I even think about death? Because I'm a strong and healthy person. You know, I'm young. 
I should be thinking more about living than I am about dying. It's a beautiful day. You need to be thinking about beautiful days out here. As you're driving down the street, wave at everybody as he's going down through there. It's up. This is a wonderful day. It's hard to realize, you know, the troubles that this world's in, the troubles of... There's people that are hungry in this world. There's that war in Ukraine where, I mean, people are having a rough time there just in fear of their lives there. There's sickness. There's death. It's just good to be alive. Should sort of made a morning in a way, wouldn't it? Another, just another day. First Thessalonians 5th chapter, verse 3. But when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. He didn't wake it up to wake George up to nothing there. He just kept going street to street to street there throughout the subdivision, just like he did every day in this. Should have been a warning, but it wouldn't to anything. You'd think even animals would sense Jesus coming, but they're not. You know, animals can know when a storm comes when you, if you notice them and how they act, but they're not even going to know it. It's just like any other morning. Men and women got up this morning and maybe fussing and fighting over breakfast. Kids just trying to get them up and get them ready. Maybe them children over in China that were Wish they did have something to fuss about, having food to fuss about. They don't. Or those people in Ukraine that are just huddled together from the bombings and things that are going around just in fear of their life at this time. Or in Australia where the Aborigine Bushmen may be just out hunting like his ancestors always did. Or down in Georgia, these man as he's sitting there drinking his cup of coffee in the morning, just thinking in his mind, how am I going to make the next house payment? He shouldn't even have to worry about that one. People fussing over, we need new furniture, we need a new table in the house, things like this. Even people looking through their Bible, reading their Bible early in the morning, great time to read. There's no warning. Life is all good, and then, yes, it's all good, and there's still an evil out here in this world. And then it happens. First Thessalonians 5th chapter, verse 2. The day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. Matthew 24, chapter, verse 27. These things are popping through George's mind. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. It is worldwide. Everybody will see it all at the same time. 1 Thessalonians 4, chapter, verse 16. Where the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. George was on the last street when it all happens. George was on the last street. Cemeteries on this end, his house, all the way to the other end. He heard the sound. It's a shout that pierces all the way to your bones. It's a shout that's flying through the atmosphere. It's almost like it makes the atmosphere shake by it. 
It's a shout that penetrates to the core of the earth with a trumpet right behind it. Even water was shake by what was happening with it there. George had never heard nothing like this before. He never heard a voice of an angel. Never heard a voice of an angel before in his life, but there was no doubt what that was. There was no doubt what this was. He had never heard this thing. He had never heard a trumpet like this play in his life. And he never seen angels till he seen the sky being filled with angels. And the one that's on the cloud that's in behind him. There. Revelation first chapter verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds. And every eye shall see him, even they also which pierced him once killed Jesus. And all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him, even so, amen. It's a day of miracles that day, a lot of miracles. They won't be deaf people. Everybody's going to hear that shout and that trumpet play. And they won't be nobody that's blind at that moment because every eye will see him. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7 Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels as they come through and fill the sky and flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The sky will it'll be filled with angels. This sky outside, most of the time it would be blue. It's a little overcast today. But all you will see is the coming of the Messiah, his glory. As he comes. His magnificence is what we will see. And this earth, as George felt it, it would just tremble as this is all happening because it's just like everything's coming to, yeah, to an end. The cemetery, the graves are busting open, and people are coming out of it. They're coming out, and his body's like George had never seen before in his life. He knew these people, some of them. They were flesh, but not flesh. They were uh, solid, but not solid. Put you, 1 Corinthians 15, that mortal shall put on immortality, and that corrupt shall put on incorruption. Some of them looked happy, happy to see the Lord. John 5, chapter, verse 28. The is coming, in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth. They that have done good unto resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. 1 Corinthians 15 and 51, we'll all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. George has started running at this point there, or at that point. He had tried to drive his car to the house, but at the sound of the trumpet and that voice of the angels, he just run right into the mailbox. He jumps out of his car and I just won't go, I won't go home. I want to be at my home. He's running down the street there. And there's glorious bodies just going up to meet the Lord in the air in the clouds there. It's hard to run when the earth is just in trembling. The earth is coming to an end. And as he's running down the street to the house, he can see his home. As he's running, he hears this cry like a, not a cry you've never heard in your life. It's a scream. Then he realizes what that scream is. 
It's himself. It is himself. The scream of himself. He passed to other people who were just screaming as he was. It was no surprise because they weren't ready. He, he ran past a funeral hearse that went and picked up a body and the doors open. They'd run off the road, doors open, the caskets open. He kept running on and on and he could hear more and more just like him who were screaming. Some, oh, were singing in a glorious triumph as they were meeting the Lord in the air. It's almost at a point he gets, can't, you can't even look up for the fear of what's happening at this time. He ran and ran until he finally got to the end of the street and he was home. He didn't, he didn't try to open the door. He didn't try to get his keys out. He just slammed into the door and broke it open and ran in there screaming, where's Marge? Julie, Julie. He's running through the house. He runs to Julie's bedroom and <coughs> there's, there's that teddy bear she was sleeping with last night. Covers are pulled back and she's not there. He remembers what the, she's safe with Jesus. She's safe with Jesus. He runs through the house looking for Marge. As he's going room to room. He finally gets into the kitchen and there's her breakfast. You can still even see the steam just coming up off of it where she'd been sitting there eating, but she's not there. She's not there. But she was prepared. She was a Christian. She was ready. She was prepared. He runs out in the front yard, and what do you do now? What do you do now? He's all alone. He never will see that family again. And this old machine of an earth is just... It's just coming to a stop. Time has ended. It's come to a stop here. You can actually see the sun. The sun's not shining as brightly no more. You can probably look at it and not blink your eyes or shield them. And it's just, you see planets and all of them are just burning. Everything around is just burning at the end. In Revelation 6 chapter, verse, uh, verse 14. And in heaven departed... As a scroll that is just rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of their place, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and rich men, and chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bomb, and every free man, and hid themselves. Why would you hide yourself now? Think of that. Hide yourself in the dens and the rocks and the mountains. And they said to the mountains and rocks, Fall upon us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Jesus is coming. We're not, if we're not ready, we're going to hide. He's thinking, uh-uh, no, no, I'm not ready for this. And he wanted to hide himself, so he run back in the house and got down in the basement. He went back in the corner of the basement and crawled up and just wanted to hide from all of this. There's no hiding. You can call for the rocks and the mountains and come on you and hide, but it's not going to happen. As George himself rose up also. He rose up too. As he's looking at the earth, as he's going up, headed to judgment, that this old earth is coming to an end by either the finger of God or by the voice of God, it comes to an end. It's no more. Second Peter 3rd chapter, verse 10, Today the Lord 
will come as a thief in the night. And they, are which in, the, are in they in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. It's just everything's got, everything in this earth and nature is gone at this time. It's all ended. George knew where he was headed, as all of mankind knew where they was headed. Should be heading. There ain't gonna be no doubt in your mind. You will not have a guess about this. Second Corinthians five and ten. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. They want to have received the things done in this body, whether they, what do you have done, whether it be good or bad. Every person that has ever lived, ever will live, have, they're going to be there. He knew he even had a different body. It was incorruptible body, meaning the fact one that's never going to be decayed or destroyed. Never won't say not that don't feel pain. It just won't be destroyed. Prepared for an eternity. He knew too, a lot of things that was a little bit too late on right now. Way too late on it. He, all these times that Mars and the preacher have been talking to him, but I ain't got time for religion. I got to work. I got these things I got to do. I, I, will, I will plan on go bang, but it's not today. It will be some other day that I will do this. Preacher, I would obey, but at McClonesville, there's too many hypocrites. I'm good as they are. You answer that when we stand in the line one day. When you stand in the line, are you as good as they are? When you think about, as he would, George would think about his wife and daughter, and when he left that morning, he left them for an eternity because he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He was just not without them. He's without them. He's without God. He's without Jesus Christ. He thought he knew what eternity was about, but when that word comes to an end, it comes to an end, that's when eternity has just begun at this. When you hear those words forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, so much had happened. There was the shout, there was the trump of God. Jesus coming, the dead's rising, destruction of all things, and now he's at judgment. George, his name's called. He stands before. It's time to receive his sentence. Now, he, he knows what his wife and his daughters will be. Matthew 25th chapter, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared from you from the foundation of the world. George knows what the next topic will be of what his will say. We go on down verse 41. He shall say to them on the left hand, Depart from me, 
you curse it into everlasting darkness or fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Then you go on down verse 46, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but righteous into life eternal. Now the story I told today is not true. I'm not saying it won't be. It's not true because Jesus has not come back yet. He's not come back. I'm going to tell you a thing that's different than my story. It's that quick. I can't describe it quick enough, the things that I've just said. I can't tell you quick enough. It's that quick. You might say, well, James, why do you even talk about it? Talk about the love of God. I'm telling you about the love of God today. I'm telling you about it. I know what the love of God is. You know what the love of God is. That's why heaven exists, because of the love of God. I want you to turn to God and be in heaven. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5th chapter, verse 11, Now only therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Why do you think this is even talked about? Why do you think Jesus even brought it up? We persuade people because it's, I don't want you to be the George in this story. You think, well, James, I am good as you know, these people. Acts 17, chapter, verse 30. In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness, that that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in which he hath raised him from the dead. Well, out of that stamp, Jesus Christ come out of the tomb, and that's the assurance we have. He is coming back that you must be ready. You must be prepared for it and be ready. I'm going to tell you, if you want to take anything away from this today, Jesus is coming again. He's coming. That day is going to approach us. You're a day closer to it, too, by the way. You're a day closer to it. Everybody's going to know it. It's not something on the secret. Everybody knows Jesus is coming again. Everybody will know it at that time also. And you think, where will I stand on that great day? Where will I stand before the Almighty God? I'm going to tell you. I have this thought in my mind, I won't be standing. I'll be on the ground. I don't know who can, I just don't know how you can stand for the mighty God of heaven. I think we'll be on our knees before him. Jesus is coming today. I mean, not today, but someday. It may be today, I don't know. He is coming once again. I don't know when. But I do know it's just as we told in the story. Jesus is coming back that there would be a day, I don't know, I could be in bed asleep. I could be, my wife and I could be talking. It could be, I could be at work at Nielsen or on my way to Nielsen or coming back from Nielsen or something. I could be right here too. There's going to be a day that, yeah, I don't know what that sound is and you will too. You'll know what that sound is that permeates through the universe of the shout of that angel, archangel, and the trump of God resonating through the universe. And as it, he'd almost take, like, take the atmosphere and rip it apart, and here comes the angels forming through the sky.
the Son of God coming. I guess the question is, am I, when I'm changed, where am I headed? You'll, you know, by the way. You'll know. You know. There's going to be a judgment, but you already know the answer before you're going to get there because you know where you're going to stand for. And where do you stand today? Now, is this story, I guess something that really hits me in my mind so much I want all my family to be in heaven. I have no doubt in my mind that not a person. I, I want all my family to be in heaven. I ain't, I've never met a person that I do not want them to go to heaven. Now, I can't make you. I can't make you, but Jesus, Jesus invites you. He's, you can have salvation if you obey. Come and obey. You've... Heard the word of God, believe upon it. Have faith and act today. Repent of your sins. Confess him for man and God. He's the son of the living God. And be buried with him in water grave of baptism for the remission of your sins and live faithfully to him. Maybe as a Christian, you've strayed away. But don't miss eternity because you have strayed away. The blood of Jesus is there. Repent of your sins. Confess them unto God and pray to him for forgiveness. You've got a building full of people willing to pray for you today you just come. Whatever it may be today, take it all away that you know, you are assured you're going to heaven today. And obey him. Let's together we stand as we sing.